The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Monday Night Meltdown. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, the Suns fans, and everybody else in between. We've been riding the Phoenix Suns through the postseason. But we jumped off tonight, and we took the Denver Nuggets. We went uh, digging for gold, and we came up empty. Although we did hit the over in the basketball game. Phoenix are rolling right now. 122-105 was the final score. Two games in the NBA tonight and two double-digit blowouts. Although... Uh, the Phoenix game was actually, you know, it was, it was actually a basketball game before the Phoenix Suns pulled away late. Brooklyn just absolutely smashed Milwaukee all night long. Uh, meanwhile, it was back and forth early between New York and Boston uh, tonight in Boston in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, and it was all said and done. The New York Islanders beat the Boston Bruins 5-4. They're one game away from advancing to the semifinals and to the National League's Final Four. Meanwhile, the Montreal Canadiens, ironically enough and shockingly enough, are the first team to punch their ticket into the Final Fours. The Montreal Canadiens sweep the Winnipeg Jets 3-2. Final score this evening. The game stays under the 5.5, and and it didn't appear as though that it had any hope in hell in staying under the number, Uh, but it did. And now the Canadiens, who played a bunch of games back-to-back, and in fact, tonight the Montreal Canadiens, that was their 11th game played in 19 days. That's, like, crazy. That's crazy. And I know know that there's some people that, and I get it, that, you know what, they've been so red-hot that... um, that you don't want to be off for a week right now. But trust me, when you've been playing that much hockey, guys, 11, 11 games in 19 days, and especially you're going to need to have fresh legs, man. You're going to need to be well-rested, both Vegas and Colorado. Uh, listen, I'm not intimidated. Don't be scared, homie. Diaz brother style. We ain't scared, homie. But let's be real. The speed of, the, the speed of Colorado and Vegas is, is quicker. Uh, than what they just played against Winnipeg. But not that much quicker than what it was against the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, the Toronto Maple Leafs were a very quick, skilled team. But it's up to the coach and it's up to the other team to slow it down and take away the team speed. And there's ways of doing that. The late-night anger management class, George Kurtz, Sports Grid's very own, steps up and in from the island, Long Island. Bring it. To be honest, we should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk may cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Stupid horse! I got my last ten bucks on you! No! Don't look at me! Run! No! Don't come over here! Uh, The late night anger match requires this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. And you know what? We're all fired up. The Canadians, um, the Canadians are rolling along right now, and I do find it amusing uh, that the haters are already coming in. Well, you can't beat Colorado. You can't beat Vegas. So let's just um, let's just look at the rosters here right now. So you look at the Montreal Canadiens. Carey Price has won has won uh, gold medals before in the Olympics. This guy is one of the best big time goalies in the history of the National Hockey League. And has now won 20 consecutive playoff games, uh, 20 consecutive playoff games in which the Canadians have scored three or more. And as we stated, is a gold medal winner with Team Canada. Shea Weber's played in the Stanley Cup Finals before, is a gold medal winner in team with Team Canada. Has played in big time international hockey, big pressure games uh, over the years. Corey Perry is a gold medal winner with Team Canada and a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, Joel Edmondson is a Stanley Cup champion with the St. Louis Blues. Jake Allen, not playing, but a Stanley Cup champion uh, with uh, the St. Louis Blues. Um, Ducharme, the coach, won the Memorial Cup, and I think he won the Calder Cup, too, actually. I'll give the guy credit. I think he's won in both both leagues, junior and the AHL. And um, so I'm just uh, wondering, oh, you got Marc-Andre Fleury that's won a cup before on Vegas. Who's won a cup on Vegas before? Who's won a gold medal on Vegas? Who's won a cup? Who's won a gold medal? On Colorado, who's won? Who's played in big games before? Who's won a Stanley Cup? Who's won? Uh, who's played in the Stanley Cup? Not just one, but who's played in the Stanley Cup? Who's played in Olympics and gold medals and big-time games? New York Islanders. And let's bring in George Kurtz right now. And a poem for your Islanders, George. I want nothing more than to see a Montreal Islanders, Islanders finals because I think it's winnable and it's good. It's winnable for you guys too, <laughs> right? So it'd be good. But... How many guys on the Islanders have Stanley Cups uh, before, George, on the roster? How many guys have won Cups? Oh, man. Offhand, I wouldn't think any, right? Who, who's won a Stanley Cup on the Islanders? The coach? Palmieri, never won him. Say Jackson, no. He wasn't, no, he wasn't around for that. Really? So, I mean, so, who on the Islanders can you even come remotely can think of? Everybody else is, uh, uh, is an Islander. So the Islanders had a loss in the 80s. There was no original Islander. What about Olive Wolf never did. Uh, what I don't think, I would say Vegas, none offhand. Yeah, Vegas Golden Knights. The only guy I can think of is Mark Andre Fleury. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. I'll check in our chat here. Mark Andre Fleury's one. Yeah, like Barry Trotz is one, the coach, like I said. So, like on, on the Vegas Golden Knights, who's won a Stanley Cup? Like before in their career, besides Mark Andre Fleury. Peter Angelo. Peter Petrangelo. All right, good call. Petrangelo, yes, sir. Peter Angelo. That's Petrangelo. Good call. All right, so he has. He has. 
It's all these St. Louis Blues all over the league. <laughs> all right. And what about Colorado? You know what I'm saying? Like, my whole point is people are discounting Montreal because of the NHL standings and stuff. But who's the best goalie remaining? You could say Vasilevsky. Carey Price has been doing it longer. Right? But Tampa's damn dangerous. Vasilevsky's a badass. Tampa are a damn dangerous team. But Montreal wouldn't have to deal with them until, uh, until the finals. But let's start off with the Islanders. How you feeling? All right, someone's saying Martinez. Yeah, it was Martinez on the Kings. Hey, good call, Iggy. Good call, Iggy, in our chat. Um, yeah, good call, the defenseman from the Kings. Um, so what about the Islanders, George? I was on them tonight. How you feeling about the series? You think they're going to close this thing out, or you think it's going seven games? Games, but I thought Boston would win tonight. The Islanders would win Wednesday, and then game seven. There you go. Uh, I mean, that the Coliseum will be rocking. On Wednesday, it'll, it'll be bananas to try and eliminate Boston here. Uh, still, if you've watched tonight's game, there were long stretches of that game where the Islanders could not get the puck out of their zone. I mean, as now the fan, you, I mean, you're screaming here, you know, get the freaking puck out. Oh, and they, they would have it on their sticks and still couldn't get it out. It was frustrating. Uh, they won that game because Volov played so well in the first couple. Uh, I mean, is Rask hurt? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Cassidy sort of uh, said that he is. That's why he came out of the game and not for poor performance. And I don't know if it's gonna, if I would blame it on poor performance. I mean, some of the goals he had really no chance on, and there was some puck luck involved again. Which the Islanders, well, they've seen they've gotten some breaks with that this uh, this series where the puck has bounced off skates. There, uh, the problem, if you, if, like I said, if Volo doesn't play well, they lose. If he does play well, they got a chance. But is Rask going to play Wednesday? If it's Swayman, then I love the Islanders. Absolutely love the Islanders because that, that's it. The fans will be all over Swayman like there's no tomorrow. If it's they're Rask and he's healthy. No, they're going to start Rask. They're not going to start. Uh, they're not going with a backup. They, they'll go with Rask with their backs up against the wall. Might be the last time for Rask, actually, when it's all said. I'm surprised they welcomed the back, actually, after he stiffed them in the bubble last year uh, like he did. Right? I don't mind if he never would have played. Because he never had any family emergency or anything. He was just panicked. And fine. If you if you would have told them that, listen, I'm, I'm not comfortable with going into this bubble and this hub. Um, I'm going to go home with my family. I would, you know, you accept his decision as, as a parent and as a husband and stuff. But I wouldn't accept him back on the team. And I'm actually surprised that they did. And I said it earlier tonight. He's not as good as he used to be. I don't think he cares as much, right? He's been around a long time. He's won before. He's, he's made a lot of money. So I don't, I don't think he has that same edge anymore, George. I've got more confidence than you. I'll be more direct than you. I won't do if this and if that and if that. The Islanders will win the next game. Yeah, so winning another Coliseum Fort never lose is going to be very difficult. It's where they closed out Pittsburgh. It's where the, it's, this is perfect for the Islanders. It's where they want to be. Yeah, and they've got Boston sort of playing the Islanders game now, right? Boston dropped the gloves a bunch of times, a couple of times in Game Four. They're the ones taking, uh, you know, these penalties where they're getting uh, uh, fined for the five thousand dollars fines. They're playing the Islanders game. It's what the Islanders want you to do. The Islanders don't want you to play skill. They want you to play, you know, in the in the corners and play the other uh, style they want you to play. They know they're going to hit you and wear you down as, as the game goes on. Islanders caught a break tonight. They caught. Uh, Kept Boston off the power play, and they got more power plays. It was 4-2, to two and one of the penalties uh, was flipping the puck over the glass. So really, it wasn't like the Islanders got an immense call, but some people thought that maybe the Islanders could have been called for more, and they weren't, uh, which is a good thing because uh, Pasternak seems to score a power play goal every time he's on the ice there. It's hard not to like the Islanders at, uh, at the Coliseum on Wednesday. It's that building is going to be nuts. Well, you know what? I don't buy in because of buildings being nuts that it's going to affect the game. But I do think the Islanders are one of the rare teams that actually do kind of – it is a special building, 
sort of like Montreal, even even with limited fans. There's certain buildings that are just special. And look, the Islanders have had a lot of success. It might have been a long time ago. <laughs> but there's been success, and the same thing with the Canadians. Although the Canadians are playing in a new building, uh, actually. But there is something about Nassau and the Islanders, and, and everyone's just so close to the action and stuff. And the fact that it's just New York, Boston, it's a special atmosphere. And I think the Islanders, look, the, the Bruins are good. But all year long, guys, the Bruins struggled in the metropolitan area, George. They struggled with the Rangers. They struggled with the Devils. And they've struggled historically, especially on the island over the years, George. The Bruins haven't won a lot of games at New York, like historically over the years, against the Islanders. You know, did you realize the Islanders and Bruins had only played each other three times in the playoffs before this season? I find that shocking to me with all yeah, the playoffs. What was the it, isn't this the first time since like 1983 or something crazy like that? Yes. Yeah, it's the first time in like 40 years. That's what I find. find. That's what I find hard to believe. You're telling me once they didn't fall ass backwards into each other in the last 35 years? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Montreal, Winnipeg have never played each other before, but they've never been in the same conference. Like, Boston and the Islanders have been in the same damn conference forever, George. How do you not play each other? Like, how is that possible? Like, how could everyone play the Capitals and everyone's played each other a million times? How is that possible? Like, the Canadians have played the Islanders in the playoffs. The Canadians have played the Bruins in the playoffs. Like, how the hell could the Bruins and the Islanders never play each other? Well, I guess, once again, the Islanders didn't make the playoffs for a long, long time. Yeah, they, right? they uh, sucked. They didn't last. Yeah, they right, didn't, they were awful. They didn't get far enough into the playoffs. <laughs> so that, that's a big reason why. But I couldn't believe that. that they've only, but it's only three times ever. It's not the fact they haven't played forever. It's that it's only three times ever when both teams in the 70s and 80s were very good. So I just find that strange. This is the fourth time since at least 1960 that the Bruins lost the playoff game, low shooting their opponents by plus 25 shots. Dear God. <laughs> the late night anger match for Pats continues. Bring it. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. Hey, technology grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sports Grid is available on the radio, internet, TV, satellite, and don't forget our mobile app. So if you're not getting it, you're just not trying. Keep it right here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Halfback passes to the center. Back to the wing. Back to the center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Halfback passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. 
the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people above some and everybody else in between. George Kurtz uh, kicking with us. Uh, we'll get into some NFL football with Rick Saratella in level three. Some interesting signings uh, over the weekend and over the last uh, couple of days. International Football League and the regular season really isn't all that far off uh, right now. I think it's like 92 days away. Um, 90, yeah, 90, 92 days away, actually. So it's basically three months. Fantasy football is around the corner, George. When do you when when do you do your first fan? When will you start doing fantasy football drafts if you haven't already done one? <laughs> I've actually done two. Uh, I just completed a already. dynasty See? draft. Really? See, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Fantasy football really? season's kind of here, isn't it? For the hardcores. I mean, people like to do drafts as soon as as soon as the draft is over. You know, that's when one league started for, uh, with our buddies at SiriusXM with those guys. So I did that draft, and I, I'm in a dynasty league also with a bunch of people from SiriusXM, including Mike Blewett uh, for us. Uh, a nice 32 team league, and that dynasty draft literally just ended uh, maybe three hours ago. Uh, it's a slow draft, just ended Who did here. You take? So uh, yeah, it, they're already picking up. Who did you take, Kurtz? Um, in the dynasty league, uh, I, I ended up making a million trades, a million trades in the, uh, straight draft. I had the, what pick did I, I'd have to look it up, Kate, to let you know for sure. It was a, a little while back. I, I will look that up while we talk. You just said it was three hours ago. No, that was the dynasty draft. Dynasty draft means you're drafting anybody. rookies. So you did, right. yeah, I took so an IDP. I took, pa- I took Pavin Smith the first round, uh, linebacker for uh, Washington. Linebackers are very linebackers almost score as many points as running backs in this league. Oh, I don't want to even hear about this league. I'm sorry I asked. I'm sorry. You gotta know your stuff. Gotta know your IDPs. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I asked. All right, let's get back to the hockey. All right. So I was saying earlier, um, the Colorado Avalanche right now are plus two twenty uh, to win the Stanley Cup. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Now listen, if I had to take one team. If I had to take one team right now to win the cup, it would be the Tampa Bay Lightning, that these guys will repeat. Um, I think they could beat anybody. That's the thing. Like, And that's the thing, Like, I'm thinking like from Montreal standpoint, it's like, oh, oh boy, oh, God. You've got to get – you get Colorado or you get Vegas. Uh, oh, man, that's like – that sucks. Yet getting Tampa is no party either, George. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, in fact, I would rather – like, that's what I'm saying. And from a Montreal Canadian fan perspective – I would rather play Colorado or Vegas than Tampa Bay, George. Colorado or Vegas have never won before. Colorado are a bunch of young dudes that are really good, but they've never won before. They're on a roll right now, but they could get knocked off by Vegas. Vegas are a bunch of older dudes who have been close and have never done it before. I've seen Tampa do it before. I know Tampa are scary as hell. Great goalie, great forwards, ultimate power play, vicious, mean defenseman. They're, they're a well-rounded team. Would you agree to me? To me, Tampa are the team to beat. They're at plus 230 to win the Cup right now. Yes, been saying that all along. I think Tampa's the best team in the NHL. I thought they were all season. I was certainly scared when uh, Vasilevsky wasn't playing all that well in the playoffs, and then he turned it around uh, from, what, Game 5 on against uh, Game 6 against Florida where he had the shutout. I know last game wasn't pretty. That second period, well, second period was fun to watch, but still wasn't pretty as far as goaltending. But they don't have any obvious weaknesses. Uh, defense isn't maybe as great as it once was, but it has upside there. And if they're going to start scoring goals now, which they haven't been doing in the playoffs, but they scored six on Sunday, if they're going to start scoring now, good luck. I mean, good luck if those guys are going to get going to. I think they're the best team. I think they'll come out of, I don't know what we're calling the bracket, this bracket. I think they'll beat Boston or the Islanders, no matter which team advances. Yeah, and... Um... 
and the Tampa Bay Lightning plus 230, Vegas plus 450. Your Islanders are 7 to 1 right now, which you know, I like I was on the Islanders tonight and I like the way they're playing, but there should they should be higher. The Canadians are plus 850. I think even the Canadians you could argue could be higher, but they're on a roll right now. And did you bet on the Canadians game tonight, George? Did you get in on the action? Yeah, I mean, uh, not, uh, I think you know we discussed it last Monday. I had Winnipeg winning the series until the Shifley got suspended, and then I thought uh, first time, first thing it reminded me of was last year. Remember last year, uh, Winnipeg, Calgary, Shifley, and Patrick Lenny both went out in Game One due to injury, and I remember watching that series thinking this team has no heart. They sort of gave up after that. I think it's sort of the same thing here. Uh, sort of caught my attention that they might not play. They might just might give up. It was weird. Like the, they lost Shifley. They just don't have any heart and play very hard or didn't didn't care anymore. They just lost their man, whatever it might be. So after that, uh, you know, and Carey Price was great. I mean, he was just, he played well. But still, Winnipeg, I know you were tweeting it out today. What was the shots on goal? He was 40 to 16 at one time. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Are you kidding dumb. me, Winnipeg? <laughs> I, that, that's that's terrible. How does that happen? And the I know the one goal they got what deflected off twice. Game Price didn't have a chance at it. It's just I don't know where was Blake Wheeler. I think he's still on a milk carton. I mean, he didn't even show up this series. Just uh, I thought they it was didn't pretty pathetic point. hockey by Winnipeg. Yeah, if they didn't take the puck to the net aggressively. Their defensemen are pretty bad. They they leave. There's so much open ice with this team. Like, they, I brought it up during the game. I was like, man, the Canadians just don't have any real problems, like getting it into the offensive zone against Winnipeg. And Winnipeg were sloppy defensively as well, bro, in, in, in their own end, George. Like, a lot of times where it's like you see a defenseman, it's like, bro, you should be able to clear the puck right now. And he doesn't. He sort of whiffs on it. He loses the one-on-one battle in the corner. <laughs> like, And the Canadians aren't the biggest team, right? But they were just grinding and winning all those battles. But, you know, as I stated earlier, for people that just want to tune it out, oh, they're not going to win, and now they don't have a chance and stuff, the Canadians. So the Montreal Canadiens now, George, to make it official, they have not trailed in 437 minutes and 53 seconds. It's the second longest stretch in postseason history. Only the 1960 Montreal Canadiens, who never trailed in all eight playoff games, had a longer span. 437 minutes, George. I don't care if you go, oh, it's the North or up, whatever, dude. The Leafs are a good team. So I don't care what league, what sport, whatever, bro. If you're a basketball, baseball, I don't care what you're doing. Like, as you lead there that many innings, they haven't trailed in 437 minutes. It hasn't been done since 1960. That's damn impressive. I think when you're looking at the Canadians and the, I think the Islanders fit in this category too. They're not talked about or they're not respected because they don't have the superstars. Almost every other team you're going up against, you know, McKinnon, Landis Gogg, Rantanen, Marchand, Pasternak, Bergeron, Stamkos, Kucherov, all these other teams have the stars that everybody knows. Canadians, their biggest star is the goaltender, Carey Price. You want to say Shea Weber, okay, fine, but you still got to be sort of a hockey guy to know uh, Shea Weber. No, but but offense, had, the Canadians have a lot of guys who were stars. Eric Stahl was a big-time star. Yeah, but that, that's years ago. That's, I mean, he's not a star. Now he's a third-line center. I mean, he's yeah, not yeah, a star. But, they have a workman-like team. They have a yeah, workman-like team that's won. built for the playoffs. You're comparing, and you say to, like, the Islanders. Who do they have? The Islanders never won, George. They don't, who was on the Islanders that have won before? Like, the Canadians actually have guys that have won before. Like, there's a big difference. You yeah, but I'm mean? not like sure how, how much that really matters. Guys have won. No, no, cups, no. I don't think I think we went through this. No, I don't think anybody on the Islanders has a cup. The Canadians yeah, have won series before and stuff like that. Yeah, the Islanders went to the conference. The Islanders went to the conference finals last year. 
No, I mean, that same helps. Team. No, it, it helps. It helps. And I think that's why they, they don't crack in these close games now. I know. I totally agree. But I'm just stating they're not the same teams, the Islanders and the Canadians. They're not. Like, I think they're I mean? very I, similar. Very similar. I, I don't. Um, I get it in a way. Uh, you know, because they're not. I get through. I get what you're saying. They're not star laden like these other star teams are, right? Like the real star teams. But star hockey doesn't win in the playoffs, right? Like it just pierce. You've got to grind, man. You've got to grind. You've got to get great goaltending and stuff. But listen, I'm buying into your Islanders, George. I think they're going to be able to close it out in the next game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if Boston can, be, can beat them twice. I don't know if they can beat them at the Coliseum on Wednesday. I think they. I think it's a rematch of last year. I think the Islanders are playing Tampa again. It's a bad matchup for the Islanders. It's probably the one team, maybe the one team of the remaining that they don't want to face because of uh, Tampa can come at you at waves. The Islanders can shut down a line, maybe two, but it's when you got three lines, you can roll them out there. That's their problem. And, uh, and Vasilevsky also is an issue where he does not going to let up the uh, the cheap goals. I mean, I'm going to assume he's not hurt either if Rask truly is uh, dealing with something, which uh, most of us are debating about, but Cassidy says he is. But uh, I think the Islanders will close it. I, don't, I just don't see Boston being able to beat them twice. I think it's going to be very difficult on Wednesday. And here's some old-school magic uh, for, uh, for, uh, for Kurtz's Islanders. The Islanders score multiple power play goals in back-to-back road playoff games for the first time since Game 3 and Game 4 of the 1981 Stanley Cup Finals versus the New York Rangers. Uh, there's some wow. old-school uh, magic there for it. And how about this, George, and everybody? The Islanders are 6-0 and when Kyle Palmieri scores a goal in the regular season in the playoffs this year. So if you Kyle Palmieri us, scores. A lot of us got on, Lou, right, uh, for that trade, right, because Palmieri and Zajac did nothing in the regular season. I mean, zero, zilch, and nada. And now Palmieri leads them in goal scoring during the playoffs, right? Uh, it's... <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason why Lou's well, going to be a Hall of Fame general manager. It's, you're right. I guess maybe you are right. There's a lot of comparisons because, you know, nobody was doing cartwheels when the Canadians brought in Corey Perry and Eric Stahl, right? People are like, man, these guys are kind of old, past their prime, but they're kicking ass. And look at, though, look at, um, uh, who was it? Was it Carter? You know, you see these old guys, man. They get a second win. You said you don't think it matters. I think it does, George. I think it does. You see it in the NBA as well. It does. Having guys... On the team that have won before matters. It just does. It produces a winning culture. And, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, teams will go out of their way to do it because they know. They're like, yeah, listen, this guy's played in the Olympics before. Right? This guy's played in the NBA Finals before. We know he's not going to crack under pressure because we've seen him play uh, in big games before. So it doesn't mean I get it. Like you don't have the same skill set that you used to. But I do think that experience matters. And look, all those those old dudes on the Canadians, George, they're on the fourth line. More with Kurtz on the other side. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports. But talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Welcome to the bullpen, Derek. Hello. Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey ring. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. Well, what are the rules? I don't know, really. I don't care. I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. Well, unfortunately, well, we have some sad news to pass along. Former New York Giant head coach Jim Fossil has passed away. Sam Farmer of the LA Times uh, reports uh, very sad news. Jim F- Fossil has died. He was NFL coach of the year in 1997 and a good man. And I can tell you, I had Jim Fossil on the show uh, before. Very enthusiastic man about the sport of football. And, you know, for a football coach, too, a lot of football coaches are sort of egomaniacs and stuff like that. But I spoke to Fossil quite a few times over the years, uh, George, and always real cool. Um, you know, I remember hearing him on the Scotty Farrell show a couple of times over the years, too. Like a long time, like when he was kicking ass with the Giants. Um, I had him on after when he was an analyst and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, made Jim Fossil rest in peace. I don't know the, the cause of death yet. It just broke a couple of minutes ago here, George. Yeah, I mean, that that's awful. Uh, best of the Fossil family, of course. I, I think, believe his son is special teams coach for the Cowboys, actually. So uh, he was uh, someone I knew. Obviously, I didn't know him, but uh, saw him plenty of times coaching the Giants against the Cowboys. So uh, sad news tonight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. Uh, we don't know the cause of death uh, yet. But uh, our condolences to to his son John, who is a uh, who is with the Cowboys, and um, and his family. So if we get the cause of death. Uh, we'll let we'll let you know. So we're talking about uh, we're getting you caught up to date with the Stanley Cup uh, odds uh, here, and I'm just going over some uh, some stats. And I hate to just go from someone passing back into this, but I wanted to get you guys caught up to date because it was uh, breaking news. So um, we gave you some Islander stats uh, here. Kyle Palmieri, uh, the Islanders are six and zero when Kyle Palmieri scores a goal in the regular season and the postseason. Uh, the Islanders scored back to back power play goals. Um, on the road in the playoffs for the first time since 1981, games three and games four against the uh, the New York Rangers. And um, as far as the Montreal Canadiens are, are concerned, we gave you guys some numbers about them earlier, but just incredible stats across the board. So the Canadians are now 7-1 and one in the playoffs when scoring first uh, this year. Um Brett Kulak is the 19th different Canadians player to record a point this postseason. Franchise record is 21. You want to talk about a team effort. That's why when people are like, oh, well, it's it's Carey Price. Well, I don't know. 19 different guys have actually recorded a point, which is just insane. Franchise record is 21 players in 1987. 
and um, we talked about the um, the 437 minute streak, which is just unbelievable uh, right now. This is Carey Price as well, uh, George. In the last seven games, seven and zero straight up, seven and zero record, 1.64 goals against average, 0.943 save percentage, and uh, and one shutout. Can't top that. Yeah, you're not going to get better than that. This guy's just, he's in his own right now, Kurtz. And when this guy's in his own, he's unbeatable. He's like Jacob DeGrom on the hill. When any goaltender is in his own, it's dangerous, right? Because that means how well they're playing. Carey Price is already a great goaltender, and now he's in his own? That's nuts. It's it's almost not fair. Like I said, if he's not going to let in any goals, it doesn't matter how good or bad the uh, Canadians might be or any team for that matter. And he's certainly feeling it now. I mean, those are incredible stats you pointed out. The, the, I knew about the minutes. I knew they were up there. I had no idea about 19 uh, different players got points. And that's incredible, too, because that's actually more than what you would feel. Generally, you field 18 players. I mean, someone else got in the game and scored a point as well. And everybody's yeah, the other guys that they're putting in. Yeah, even the guys that are getting in, the new guys score. Like Right, that's amazing. Point. And think about it, George. So 19 guys, they've only played. They've only played 11 games. It's pretty impressive. So 19 different guys in an 11 games. So what do you think, though, George? So the Canadians played. This is pretty crazy, too. They played 11 games in 19 days in the playoffs so far because they played back-to-back twice. Back-to-back twice, which is insane. But it worked for them. And when you're hot, you almost want to just keep rolling and keep playing, right? Because everything's working for you. But now they're not going to be playing until like next Monday or Tuesday. Now they're going to be the ones that are off. The Jets were off for nine days, right? The Jets were off for nine days. The Canadians were off for like 36 hours when they played them. And now the Canadians are actually going to be the ones off for seven or eight days, George, against Vegas or Colorado. You could argue that it could ice their streak a little bit. But I think 11 games in 19 days is hard. And even though they won on adrenaline, I think they need a break, bro. I think it's going to help them. Oh, I agree. I definitely agree with you there. I think it was it was strange by the NHL. I understood why they had them play back-to-back last week. You got to catch up. Yeah, do it. Why did you need to do it today? twice, huh? But why did you need to do it today? They were already caught up now. What, were they a game behind at most? Yeah, why did you need to do over. it today? Especially <laughs> when the game... I don't know if you know, but here in the United States, uh, you know, the Islanders were on at 6.30. They were on NBCSN. Yeah. And then at 8 o'clock, this game was on the NHL network. And why, that sounds great, but here, a lot of uh, cable systems, the NHL network's on a pay tier, so people can't watch it. It switched to NBC at it's 9 o'clock. Very, they didn't put it on USA or MSNBC or something like that. They put it on the NHL network the first time this season, this playoff season that happened. Why? We all know TV dictates the playoff schedule. But why would TV want? To, I know they don't. I understand NBC doesn't care about Montreal and uh, and Winnipeg. It's, it's not a Canadian rating show in the United States. That's why. But I don't it's know why you'd still hide teams. that game. Weird. Yeah, but even though if it's two Canadian teams, it's still part of the league, right? And you have the rights to the league. But I, I don't. Uh, I don't understand it. We're used to it. We're used to it. Trust me. Uh, it just, just makes no way, sense George. to me. Why? Why would you do that though? You're hurting yourself. The Montreal. I mean, listen, just, the last. The last Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup was the Montreal Canadiens in 1993, all right? Yeah, I remember. Guess Gary who they beat? Batman, Gary Bettman became the commissioner in 93-94. They haven't won since he's been the commissioner, right? And there's been teams taken out of Canada, but there hasn't been teams putting in Canada. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess Winnipeg came back. That's true. Winnipeg did come back. Uh, but... It's not a coincidence, and TV dictates this, right? 
And it's going to, you know, as if the Canadians are going to get any calls against Colorado or Vegas in the next round. And we can already, we can already expect that. So speaking of which, what do you expect tomorrow, George? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Uh, Tampa Bay are small favorites, minus 126. The total is five and a half. And we got the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche are minus 156. Golden Knights plus 132. Totals five and a half there as well. What do you think happens in these series tomorrow? Tampa could w- close it out. And, of course, uh, we're now tied at two with Vegas and Colorado. Yeah, I think Tampa does close it out tomorrow. I think all the air is out of the Carolina balloon after that uh, the game uh, over the weekend. That second period, where they, they had they had leads. How many leads did they blow in that game? Three? You score all those goals against Vasilevsky and you still can't win. And now Brindamore has to, a decision in net. What do you do? Do you go back to the rookie, Nadelkovic, who may, okay, you lost the first two games. He let in a, a poor goal in each game. The first game, I don't know if his feet got caught. It was weird the way he went down there. It snuck in. And that shot by Kalon from 50 feet out, that can't go in either. And that ended up being the game winner. Those, those can't go in. Morazic wins your game three, plays well, then doesn't play so well game four. What do you do? Do you keep with the veteran Morazic or do you go with Nadelkovic? I mean, tough choice here. I think uh, Tampa Bay closes it out tomorrow. I think they're feeling it. I did the Colorado game. Once again, Gabe, game one, I think most of us were like, what is Peter DeBoer doing? Why are you benching Flory, arresting Flory? You were were giving up game one. I know. I was like, what the hell? What is going on here? And he looks like a genius right now, right? Because, okay, we'll give away game one. We need the rest. We need the rest. All of a sudden, Flory's been great ever since. Yeah, they lost game two. But since the second period of game two, through now, yeah, they've, they've outshot them almost two to one. They've outplayed them badly. They only lost game two because Grubauer stole the game and a very questionable slashing penalty in overtime that probably eh, most of the times wouldn't get called there. They dominated games three and game, uh, game four. I think Vegas is going to close this out in six. I think they're going to win the next two. Wow. Wow. I'm starting to buy in, too. I think Colorado, as good as they are, they're still young. It's still part of a growing process. There's growing pains with this. Ask the Tampa Bay Lightning about that. Nate McKinnon's great, but and Landis God's great, and you know they've got some good players, but their depth isn't that deep, and it's hard. It's it's hard. Well, you got a target on your back. The Vegas Golden Knights have a bunch of very experienced players on their team that have won Stanley Cups, been in Stanley Cups, been in the Olympics. We were talking about the experience earlier. These guys are men. And they understand this stuff. Colorado, they're sort of man boys still, George. You know what I mean? They're they're men. They're good. You know what I mean? But they're still in their early twenties. You know, mid twenties and stuff. Look at like I said, George. Look at the struggle that went through with Tampa. Look at the battles the Crosby had to go through to get the cup. Look what look how many years it took Ovi to get a cup, bro. It's not that easy for these young stars. Look at McDavid. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone wants to give it to Colorado. That's why I haven't bought into Colorado before fully because they're just still young, George. I think Colorado's a really good team. I, I truly do. I think the offense is there. It's, uh, it's pretty deep. Uh, the defense is what worries me. So, And I like the defense, but it's all sort of a, somewhat a fantasy defense. You know, McCart, great offensively. Taze, all right, he's better defensively, but he's still an offensive guy. Gerard, more of an offensive guy. Where's the lockdown guy? You know, where's their their headman, their number one guy who could stop the opposing team? That's what I worry about. And Grubauer, like I said, he stole game, uh, game two. He's played pretty well. We may have seen, though, where the shots are getting to him in game four. All of a sudden, some goals started to go in there. You know, so I wonder if he's getting a little shell-shocked here from all the shots, and I don't trust him yet either. You know, he missed most of last uh, postseason with whatever injury he had there. They were pretty much, they, I'm surprised they didn't call you to play goalie there, right? They were down to goalie number four. Everyone was getting hurt there. Hutchison started playing for them. So I think that could be an issue as well here. I think, I think Vegas is feeling it. 
We know Flurry's going to play great. They can roll three, four lines at you. Their defense is good. They may not have the sexy names as far as it. No McDavid's, Crosby's, McKinnon's, Matthews, or anyone like that. But Vegas is a damn good team. I think they're feeling it. That's why I be. With the, all the numbers are pointing towards that. Maybe Carl could squeeze out a win tomorrow because it's at home, but I just don't see it. George Kurtz uh, with us. So, uh, George, uh, that was the good news. We talked about the Islanders. So how about your New York Yankees? Last week I saw it was the first time in, like, what was it, like 20 years or something? You got swept by the Detroit Tigers. And then I see this weekend it's like the first time in 10 years you got swept at home uh, by the Boston Red Sox. These week, uh, the, You've had some bad weekends the last couple of weekends, the Yankees. What'd you say, Gabe? Can't hear you, Gabe. What? What? No, the Yankees <laughs> said you've are had terrible. Some, said you've had some bad weekends. <laughs> Yankees. Are, you know, Gabe, it's not just the losing. Like I said, I've been watching the Yankees forever. They were terrible in the late 80s, early 90s. It's the way they play the game. It's just ugly baseball. Strikeout, strikeout. Get a, you know, they'll get, they get runners on base all the time. Strikeout. Stri- double play. They lead what? The league in double plays. They lead the league in uh, getting players thrown out on, on the bases. Lead the league in getting players thrown out at home. Uh, their defense, I think, is bottom third. It's just ugly. I mean, it's just completely ugly. It's not fun to watch. You know, even when my team, you know, when team I root for loses, it's sometimes it can still be fun to watch. The Yankees yeah. are not fun to watch. They're not. In any facet of the game, they're not <laughs> fun to watch. And I'm getting a little tired of Boone every press conference. Oh, we're almost there. I can see the good points of blah, 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 blah. Shut up. This team has got so many holes, so many problems, you're not going to fix it anytime soon. Well, do you blame Boone or do you blame Cashman? Oh, Boone is just the figurehead. We all, the only thing Boone does is in, in-game moves. The lineup and everything else, that's all cash. You can't really blame the Yankees' woes on managerial decisions, right? It's not his fault they can't hit. Well, with Kurtz on the other side, you see if Kurtz likes the Yankees' switch tomorrow. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Working hard 24 hours a day to give you your USRDA of the winning edge. Everything a growing boy needs. Sit up straight. Get it right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. We'll break down some NBA uh, as well. We'll get you caught up to date with all the numbers in the association. Take a look at the diamond a little bit as well. So, George, what do you think about uh, the Yankees and the Twins series coming up? How will the Yankees keep getting favored over people? I don't care how bad the Twins are. 
I mean, how are they? I don't get it. I'll tell you, I'm definitely taking the Twins. So I've been betting against the Yankees almost every game with the exception of when Cole pitches. And I think it's very interesting with him, too, by the way, Gabe. His spin rate went down an awful lot last week. It wasn't the greatest day in New York. Maybe it was the weather. Maybe not. But no, with everybody cracking down, this is something I'll be paying attention to, with, not just with Cole, but with a lot of pitches now to see if things start to change here. But like I said, with all the stats we talked about with the Yankees, uh, the offense is pretty much the worst the Yankees have had since the early 90s. And some of the numbers are so bad, it goes back to the 60s and even beyond that. That's how bad this team is offensively right now. Give me the Twins and Pineda tomorrow. Yeah, the Yankees are two and eight in our last ten, four and six um, uh, as far as the over under is concerned. So six and four to the under. The Yankees have been a pretty strong under team, but Minnesota have been an over team. Minnesota aren't great, but seems like it's a spot for them uh, as well. And it's a great point that you raised as far as Cole. Something to keep our eye on. I spoke last night extensively about this, George. There's a great article up at uh, Sports Illustrated about this, and I brought it up, George. It's so bad. With the pitchers now, with the with the grip and and the stuff they're using, this is why they're going to crack down. One pitcher has told Sports Illustrated that when he gets his um, fingers swabbed at the airport, sometimes, you know, like you know, you'll go through the airport, they'll randomly swab your fingers sometimes, right? Happens to happens to everybody, so even big league players. They tell him, "Why do you have explosive? What do you have on your hand?" And he goes, no, no, it's not explosive. I'm a baseball pitcher. And he basically tells them it's it's pine tar and it's grip and it's like surfboard wax and stuff. And he said that he tries to get it off in the shower, but he keeps getting flagged at the airport. That's how prevalent it is, George. You're getting flagged at the airport, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, you should read the article, Sports Illustrated. George Kurtz, thanks, George. Anytime, good. The late night anger management crafts continue. Bring it. Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah. We, we can't get over it either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm Chris Kofsky with your Sports Grid News. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.